Welcome to this episode of Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement, hosted by Lynn. I have lived as an estranged parent. I will always love my adult son and my adult daughter. And I thank them for getting me to this transformative place in my life. So join me now for my own Once Upon a Time, my story of estrangement. This is Lynn from Once Upon a Time, from Storybook to Estrangement. By way of career, I am a professor, author, and entrepreneur. By way of a lived experience, I identify as an estranged parent. Let me start by saying my lived experience as an estranged parent is, without a doubt, the single most difficult experience in my lifetime. My healing journey continues, and this podcast is one step in that journey. Welcome back to Episode 8 of Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement with Lynn. And today's question is, how did I turn estrangement into a therapeutic journey, the next step, and a continuation of the emotional pillar? How did I turn estrangement into a therapeutic journey? The next step and a continuation of the emotional pillar. Again, I want to begin by thanking and acknowledging my audience. We can be heard in Brazil, the UK, the US, and other amazing countries around the world. Please know that you can submit questions for me to answer from the perspective of my lived experience as an estranged parent. If you prefer to email me, you may do so by writing to lynn at onceuponatime18.com. That's lynn at onceuponatimenumerical18.com. I welcome questions from estranged parents, estranged sons, and estranged daughters. By way of reminder... I am using the five pillars of personal development, which are the five areas that all humans need in order to live a fulfilled life. Again, those five pillars are social, spiritual, physical, emotional, and mental. In episode six, I discuss my development regarding the mental pillar. In episode seven, I shared with you my journey to and through hospitalization and residential treatment for my eating disorder as part of my emotional pillar. Last week, I shared that literally my emotions were killing me and they still were after leaving residential treatment for my eating disorder. Following the proper medical procedure, one would leave residential treatment and step down to PHP. PHP stands for Partial Hospitalization Program. It is a program that is less intensive than full inpatient or residential rehabilitation. PHP continued the work of my residential experience. I attended PHP five days a week from roughly 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. 
In PHP, all of our sessions were run in groups with a weekly one-on-one -on -one consult with our clinician. Just like the residential treatment I discussed in episode seven, we ate breakfast and lunch together. I entered two different PHP facilities at different times in my journey. One PHP facility served both meals and a different PHP facility I attended, we had to bring our own meals. Regardless, every bite of every meal was checked based upon our own individual meal plan that was handed down from residential. At every stage of an eating disorder program, there is a meal plan that is calculated based on their weight goal, which they really wanted it to become my weight goal. And that meal plan follows you from residential to PHP. One thing I did not share in episode seven was that even though we were weighed every day around 7 a.m., it was a blind weight. We never knew what our weight was, and that was true for PHP as well. One of the final steps in the eating disorder journey is IOP, or Intensive Outpatient Program. IOP was several days a week for part of the day, either morning or afternoon. IOP was a step that launched us back into the reality of food. It tested all of the skills we had learned along the way. IOP meant that it was time to show my world that I now had all these new skills to handle my anxiety, anger, shame, rage, and the list continues to handle those emotions with new and healthier strategies. And my small world was watching. My small world was watching to see if I had made that progress. Well, I'm sure they were quite unimpressed with my new skills. I continued cutting my food into small pea-sized pieces. I continued eating half my meals and fooling myself that it would eventually be consumed. I continued looking at the clothes that hung in my closet that represented the size I still wanted to be. From hospitalization to residential to PHP and to IOP, I wanted magical wellness to appear at the end of this revolving door of treatment. But as you and I know, there is no magical cure for any of our health issues, especially the emotional ones. So I continued my healing work once again with my outpatient team. At one point, my outpatient team included two different therapists. That's a lot of therapy. I had a lot of repairing to do, both from within and without. Bless their hearts, all of those who stuck with me through the recovery cycle. So I have come to understand a very important message in my journey related to the emotional pillar. And the message is, a skill means nothing without will. A skill means nothing without will. Their recovery skills were ingrained in my head, but I did not possess what was needed from my heart, body, and soul. At times I lacked the will to maintain my health. 
I slipped in and out of wellness for months with both regret and guilt. Then it was like walking through a doorway, going from black and white to technicolor. Baby boomers were probably best known the TV classic to which I am referring. Those 24-7 food thoughts that I discussed in episode 7 were really dissipating, just as the eating disorder specialist promised. My mind was better able to handle non-food thoughts. I realized that I was able to see with much more clarity. My eating disorder and all the other disabling emotions had taken its toll on my family. Sadly and ironically and gratefully, that was my turning point. Being hungry and angry kept me from thinking about anything other than food. It kept me from thinking about all of the people I brought to treatment with me through my storytelling. My rally to recover finally emerged. I finally believed that I could do this. I finally had the will to go with the skill. According to eating disorder recovery principles, I can officially say that I have recovered from my eating disorder. The word recovery. So what does that really mean? Here are some standard definitions from the dictionary. Improving health and wellness, living a self-directed life, striving to reach full potential, changing dysfunctional behavior, and regaining something lost or taken away. I have my own definition of recovery, a three-part definition. Part one, setting realistic standards for my emotional pillar. Part two, setting aside my perfectionism. And lastly, and most importantly, part three, being grateful that I have an opportunity to reconnect with my adult son and my adult daughter. Once upon a time, from storybook to estrangement, are my own stories of my lived experience. This is not intended for counseling, therapy, medical care, or crisis care. Thank you for joining us. Until next time. Each estrangement journey begins with honesty, hope, and healing. Please join us again on the next episode of Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement.